Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Welcome back to Thought Leadership Studio. I'm your host, Chris McNeil, and this is episode 70, Social Media Magic with the tweeting goddess, Samantha Kelly, harnessing the power of authenticity and community, insights from Samantha Kelly on building influence and positive change through social media. What this episode will do for you is we'll discuss Samantha's social media transformation, uncovering your journey from facing personal challenges to becoming the tweeting goddess highlighting your path through entrepreneurship and social media mastery. Discover the power of authentic connections. Understand the importance of authenticity and empathy in social media and how these values can transcend digital boundaries to create real-world relationships. Discuss strategies for meaningful engagement. Gain insights into effective social media engagement that resonates with audiences encouraging interaction, and building brand loyalty. Learn about leveraging social media for social good and explore how Samantha uses her social media influence to support causes, drive charitable efforts, and inspire positive change through digital platforms. And learn about empowering others through social media. Find out how Samantha empowers other businesses and individuals to harness the potential of social media turning followers into brand advocates and silent cheerleaders. But before we dive more deeply into this episode, in case you're new here, consider that I created the Thought Leadership Studio podcast to help listeners improve their thought leadership skills. So whether or not you consider yourself a thought leader at this point, Consider that I've come to the conclusion that the practice of strategic thought leadership is now fundamental to effective marketing and helpful in any area of positive influence. It's about leading an audience to embrace a unique perspective that gives them more value. So this podcast is designed to provide an accelerated training process And an important part of this is having models of excellence for which I provide interviews of people who excel in one or more areas relevant to strategic thought leadership. And if you're listening on an app, make sure you visit the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com. It's linked in the episode description for a summary of the episode with a curated transcript, a story and images, and additional resources and offers. In this episode, I interview Samantha Kelly, also known as the Tweeting Goddess, about her journey as a social media influencer and entrepreneur. From starting her business, Funky Goddess, out of a personal need, to becoming a leading social media influencer, Samantha's journey is a testament to the power 
of authenticity, empathy, and storytelling in building a brand and fostering community. Samantha shares her insights on the importance of genuine engagement, the role of social media in driving social change, and tips for entrepreneurs on enhancing their online presence. Her story is not just about personal success, but also about using social media to empower and give back to others. So join us as the tweeting goddess herself offers valuable lessons on leveraging social media to connect deeply with your audience and make meaningful impact. Whether you're looking to improve your social media strategy or be inspired by a powerful journey of transformation, this episode has something for everyone. And I also want to let you know that Samantha is just now announcing her new online success academy, which I have linked to on the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com. So again, if you're listening on an app, that link is in the episode description. Make sure you check it out. So without further ado, let's jump right into the interview. Thought Leadership Studio. So welcome back to Thought Leadership Studio. I'm your host, Chris McNeil. I'm sitting here across an ocean from the tweeting goddess, Samantha Kelly, who's an ex and LinkedIn audio host, business consultant, brand ambassador for Virgin Business, um, and really a fantastic example of the power of social media. And I should mention an author too. I just ordered her book. Uh, from Amazon. And oh, thank you. That. Absolutely. Welcome, Samantha. Great to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And I, it's my favorite topic. And I just love helping people to kind of understand the power of social media for good. So for the, maybe there's one listener out there who's not already familiar with you, just in case, can you start with giving us a little background about what happened to get you to where you are now as the tweeting goddess, social media mogul, and brand ambassador? Well, I um, I was a lone parent on social welfare. I have two girls, and I was kind of coming to that stage. I was hitting 40, and I was kind of thinking about my life in general and stuff like that. My marriage had just broken up, and uh, my daughter, who actually has uh, hearing issues, she she wears two hearing aids, she was about to start mainstream school. So I had been kind of caring for her and bringing her to appointments and speech therapy and all that kind of stuff. So what happened was, <clears throat> my other daughter was 11 at the time, and she came to that awkward milestone of the first period, right? So even people listening are probably going, did she say the word period? So it was just like, um, I just felt sorry for her. So I went to the shop to get her a starter kit mm -hmm. and there were none there were no starter sets for girls right so as a girl you know anyone who's a female will understand or uh, dads dads of girls will understand um or sis people have sisters you know it, it is one of those natural things in life but that nobody talks about so I decided there and then my dad had actually just passed away as well so I was going through a bit of grief and I decided you know what 
But I think he actually gave me the idea up in heaven. But I said, you know what? I'm going to start a business. I had no money. I had no business experience. I had no social. I barely had a Facebook page. But I decided there and then that I was going to do this. So I created a gift box called Funky Goddess. So that's where my journey started. Oh. Because I had to learn how to market my business because I had no marketing budget. So I had to do it all myself. And as most small business owners will know and entrepreneurs, you know, you have to learn all these things to get better and better and better and to compete against the big guys. So I found to my delight, um, especially on Twitter, that I was a natural and I knew how to connect with people. And because of the industry that I was in, wellness and, you know, the facts of life and all of that, you know, it taught me so much because um, I thought, for example, I thought my target customers were going to be moms. My biggest customers were men, lone fathers, separated fathers. So, you know, they were thinking about if their daughter comes for the weekend or whatever, you know, on visitation or whatever, that, you know, they'd have something there in case the poor girl, you know, it happened when she was with her dad instead of with her mom or whatever so it's funny so I learned a lot so that's how I learned about business and running a business but my profile really shot up when I ended up on a show it's like Shark Tank and um, that uh -huh. show Shark Tank I ended up on a show like that here uh -huh. in Ireland I'm having to pitch to investors I don't know if you've seen that Chris I must actually send it to you but it's on YouTube um, and what happened was because my dad had just passed away, myself and my dad used to watch it all the time. We used to, he loved this show. He was always trying to think of something that would make us millionaires, you know. <laughs> uh, he was a painter and decorator. And um, when I was getting my makeup done, a butterfly landed on the makeup girl's light. And she was like, why is there a butterfly here in January? And I said, oh, that's my dad. So on the show, it was great TV, of course, because I burst into tears on the show because of all the emotion and the nerves and the, I really needed this investment. And so that's really where the whole thing kind of took off because people, uh, it made me realize, I thought, oh God, because it was recorded. I said, oh no, everyone's going to think I'm an idiot. You know, this, I'm trying to be this businesswoman. And then I burst into tears and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Twitter went crazy. Everybody could identify with losing somebody close to you with the whole story. They loved the story. So that's where I saw the importance of storytelling and the importance of empathy and compassion and all of those lovely things and kindness and the amount of messages I got. And that's when I realized authenticity. I was being myself and that one be myself, you know? So like on the show, I got investment afterwards. I didn't, you know, after due diligence and stuff, but you know, it taught me so much because I realized the power of kindness and caring. Like they even, even one of the guys, one of the investors said, I can see the caring, you know? So it was really, really cool. So that kind of is where it all started. That's where people, I started getting interviewed by lots of people and stuff on the TV. And yeah, so I sold that business since because one day I was, there was a hotel down the road here in Ireland and in Wexford. And they said, oh, can you teach us this Twitter thing? Because you seem to be really good at it. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I sat down and I taught them and then they went, you know what, will you just do it for us? And so I said, okay. And then I went, oh, that's a new business. So, so that's when Tweeting Goddess was born. So my gift box was called Funky Goddess. And then I just switched my name to Tweeting Goddess. And that's where Tweeting Goddess came from. And um, yeah, that was the start. That was my first customer.
So, um, yeah, I just, and what happened was the head office rang the hotel and said, how have your clicks gone up 15%? Your clicks to sale gone up 15%. And they went, oh, that's because Samantha's running our <laughs> So it was really uh -huh. good, you know, to see that I actually was getting them results as well. So That's awesome. And I love how you went right to immutable values, like empathy, mm. uh, uh, being authentic, mm -hmm. and, and things that cut across cultural boundaries and impact us all as humans things that yeah. cut across media and, and yes. the amplification and the, but the authenticity you bring to that amplification. I think a lot of people miss that. And someone recently gave me the analogy of this, like hiding behind a logo where you don't mm. let your person come through social media, but you try to make it a business, just purely a business branding thing, but without the human empathy, human connection, the vulnerability component. And, that still seems to be a phenomenon. People miss it everywhere. What would you say to someone who's thinking about getting better at social media who maybe hasn't quite let themselves be human and vulnerable across those channels like that? Well, go with what you're comfortable with. It depends on the channel you're using as well. You know, um, I remember people saying to me, oh God, that LinkedIn, it's, you know, it's so businessy. But I remember one day I put up a picture of my daughter playing soccer and it was a really good picture that a photographer had taken. And I said, this is why I do what I do. And that was the post. And it, it was the best post I ever did on LinkedIn because the amount of people who actually got it. So it's about resonating. Like if your audience, like let's say your target customer is someone who is, um, you know, struggling for time. You know, talk about your own struggles with time. I mean, you're not a robot. I'm not a robot, that's for sure. I'm sure you're not either, Chris. I mean, I I get bad days. Like, it's about kind of helping them to see, your audience to see that, look, you know, I go through this as well. And yes, my teenager had a tantrum as well. And, you know, I often say when I'm doing events, you know, um, before you judge anyone that's coming in the door because we do sometimes we judge someone by the, how they look or you know how they walk <laughs> whatever you know um I always say leave your egos at the door and then I say don't forget someone could have come here today that had an argument with a teenager this morning or had an argument with their husband or their wife and they're feeling really low and um, you could make their day by just talking to them today you know so I try and kind of think of the people that have come to the event the people who are in the audience and I always seem to see there's one person on their own I always go to that person I always spot the person standing on their own and I always gravitate towards them and I don't know what that's from whether that's from me when I was a child or something I don't know what it is but I, I like to include people as much as possible so I think um, for anyone who's listening, who's feeling that they can't show um, their vulnerability or their, their their behind the scenes, you don't have to show your children's faces or anything. You could just show a child's head. Oh, we're here having an ice cream and a picture of an ice cream. It just shows that you also want to get your family time. You also like your target audience wants to like they're going to people buy from people. People buy from people they know, like and trust. Like if there are two hardware stores in the same town and Mary is on one end of the town and she's always bitching about people and she's always gossiping 
And then there's another lady, Anne, up the other end of the town, and she's always very kind and smiley and helpful. I'm going to go to Anne's shop and buy from her. I don't want to go to Mary's shop. So it's always about people are watching all the time as well. So don't bitch about others on social media. Keep it positive. But it's okay to show that, you know what, sometimes I'm not perfect and sometimes I have these issues, but that's why I learned these skills so I can help people like you do what I've done, that kind of thing. I think you have a special knack, obviously, though, for seeing the human on the other side of the computer. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people get stuck because... You know, especially people of a certain age, my age or older, perhaps, that and they're a little technophobic mm -hmm. and they see the computer screen, but they don't mm -hmm. see it as just a window to humans. And, and they don't see the human as fully as someone like you just seems to have a natural knack for. How do you see your audience? I, I was my audience. Like I was that person that just, remember, I, I had no money. I had a huge fear, huge fear of who do I think I am like starting this business? Like God, you know, and I, I was that person. So I remember when I went online, my sister put me on Twitter, actually, my sister Roz. I was like, what do I do with this? And she was like, oh, just tell people about your business. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. And I had to keep learning and learning and learning. So I was that person that didn't understand social media. But what happened was I was lonely. I was lonely. Don't forget, I was separated. Mm -hmm. Like my marriage had just broken up. The kids had gone to bed. I was sitting in my pajamas nine o'clock at night. I'm not mad about TV, really. Well, I just eat when I'm watching TV, so I try not to watch TV. And <laughs> so when I was on the computer, I found that, you know, I was able to do my work and, you know, get my orders out and stuff like that. And then I felt, hang on, I, I can find other people like me now with this computer thing. I can actually find other business owners. I can find other people in this business, the Facts of Life business. I, I made connections all over the world with nurses and doctors and I even had some of them and I even interviewed some of them. So I started getting the stories, the real stories. Actually, this is a great story. I, um, I knew a, a friend of mine, he was a widower and he had three girls, but he was a poet, really good writer, you know, really good with words and really brilliant. So I asked him, would he do a guest blog on my website about his experience being a father of these three young girls when his wife passed away um, from she had cancer. She passed away when she was young and he was left with these three girls and he had to go to the supermarket and buy the supplies for his girls. So I got his side of the story. I published the story on the blog and because his, he's so good with words and he's a poet, it was a lovely, lovely blog. What happened was I put it on Twitter and a researcher from a top radio show over here in Ireland reached out to me and asked, could they get him on the show? So she got her guest. The show got their controversial topic uh, of interest. Mm -hmm. I got some free marketing and my friend had a new poetry book coming out. So he also got some advantage of it. So four people benefited from that thing. So that's another way I saw the power of actually telling stories and getting real stories out there um, because it was just so lovely and so articulate the way he told it and, and it was really nice. So it was a really popular slot. 
Um, so, um, yeah, so really it's about um, thinking of me when I started out. And, and I know I always wanted to be the woman that I needed to meet when I started my business. Mm -hmm. so, so you see yourself in your audience. Yeah. And that's powerful. And it's, that was a long, long-winded answer to that question. Well, yes. that's a, well, it's a it's a powerful answer, and it speaks to me on a number of levels. I don't know if we really all appreciate the magic that the internet allows now through social mm. media to make these kinds of connections. Yeah. Go back to two thousand five. Who would have imagined? Mm. You know, and that maybe the business owner two thousand five was thinking, how do I get in touch with an audience, you know, without spending, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on advertising to compete with the big players. But then the same person, 15 years later, 20 years later coming now, might be like, oh, it's really hard to make time to get on the computer and to do the posting I need to do. Mm. Because they don't always see the magic in it the way you do. Yeah, I really you appreciate you sharing yeah. that magic. Oh, you're you're welcome. I always call it Twitter magic, but now I have I don't know what I'm going to call it because it's changed to X. But um, you know, I I just feel that I I really am passionate about um, you know, passing on that knowledge as well and sharing knowledge and assisting others because there's so many. Actually, there's no coincidence. Sorry, there's serendipity has played a big part, mm -hmm. um, in my journey. Um, I've met so many people that I've a lot of silent cheerleaders, you know, those silent cheerleaders that, you know, are watching, you know, that are egging you on. Cause I did come across a bit of begrudgery and a bit of negativity. And, you know, um, I did a TEDx about it actually that people, I was starting to get people saying, Oh, who does she think she is? And the tweeting goddess. And, and then I went, hang on, I can just block these people. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is brilliant. This is great. So I just block, block, block. And then um, I also kind of said, I don't want these people in my life. Like, I love the, I love the saying, don't ever take criticism from someone you would never go to for advice. I love that. Oh, I and like I think that. everybody should, should, should just have that up on their wall because I think we worry too much about what people think of us. I don't, I don't care anymore, but that could be age as well. Like I'm 52. But like, I do find that there's lots more to be done. And I think the negativity that people hear about social media, they don't realize the actual power of connecting with someone in a different country that you would never, ever like, Chris, we could actually probably meet in real life at some stage because you could be at a conference that I'm at or you could come to Ireland or, you know, that can happen. It's happened already for me. I have met people if, I, if I'm going to uh, New York, I'm going to New York in June. If I'm going to New York, I have followers in New York. I actually met up with them for a cup of tea when I was there. That's great. You know? And and I actually make the effort and go and let these people know, look, I'm going to be in New York. Do you want to meet for a cup of coffee? And a few of us would meet together, like, you know, and it's just really nice. And um, that's the power of the, the, the positive power. And also there's so many movements and so many people that need help and I mean, I see it on TikTok as well, you know, the, the amount of people that would donate money to a cause or something like that, mm -hmm. or GoFundMe or a crowdfunding campaign. Like you can change lives. You really can. Isn't it interesting how thought forms through the internet 
can take on a positive viral quality and kind of take yes. on life of Rome, like a mimetic entity through being able to be transmitted from person to person on large scale like that. And yeah. maybe that's how we make the world better. Maybe that's how we create social change. I, I don't think any maybe about it. I think it is totally possible, but you need good leaders like us that actually, <laughs> you know, good leaders that actually believe and are passionate and, you know, um, want to genuinely help others. And it's the genuine thing and it's the, you know, not what's in it for me kind of attitude. And I see a lot of that around in business, what's in it for me. And, you know, and I do do a lot of giving back, but I think the word spreads about that, you know, that you did when you do help others, people talk. The world is quite small, you know, and people talk. And I remember one particular, no, 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 another story. I've only got a few minutes left, but another story there was this uh, crowd of women and they were meeting and this is in a different county and the, my my name came up and this one started bitching about me and saying, oh, no, no. and then this other girl was there who a month ago, a month before that, she her, she had been in hospital with her son. She was a single mother and she was in hospital with her son. And I know how expensive it is to be in hospital with a child because, you know, you're buying snacks, you're buying, you know, pay for parking and, you know, maybe you had to buy extra clothes. And so I sent her a hundred euros through PayPal and I never, I just, you know, look, go on, I know what it's like. And I sent her that. Now I never said that about that since that was between me and her, but didn't she, wasn't she at that table when that conversation was happening? And she went, well, actually, wait till you hear what Samantha did for me. And then the whole table heard that story. And then the other girl looked really bad. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, that's the thing about social media. People worry about their detractors. But if you had no detractors, there wouldn't be such a strong reason for your supporters to come out in your favor. Yeah, and that was lovely, screens. wasn't it? I wasn't even in the room, you know, so. Yeah. And I know we're on a time frame, so I'm going to start to wind things up in the way that we usually do here. And that is to ask two kinds of questions. And the first one is, thinking about our listeners, entrepreneurs, people who um, have innovated and want to communicate their innovation to the world, thought leaders of various sorts who are on a mission to change minds in a positive way. What are the top three things that you recommend they do that can really only come from you that you recommend they do to further their communication online? And the second question is, if someone wants to reach out to you, to work with you to find out more about what you do, how would they get a hold of you? Okay, well, thank you so much for this opportunity, Chris. Um, the first thing I would tell people is um, look at your own profile yourself and see, would I follow me? Would you follow yourself? <laughs> so see what your profile actually says about you straight away. So have a look at your LinkedIn profile or your Twitter profile or, you know, what would you follow you? Like, am I likely, like, what value are you going to give me? Engage, engage with your audience. It's the biggest tip I can tell you because you can make someone's day by just saying thank you or just noticing them, letting them be seen, you know? Um, I mean, I remember I applied to someone who didn't have many followers and I, I, I said thank you or something. And she was like, oh my God, thanks a million for even seeing me. Like, you know, so there are a lot of lonely people out there and a lot of people are struggling. So you be that person 
that you needed to meet when you were starting out. So, so think about when you were starting out, can you be that person that if someone reaches out, you go, do you know what? Come on, we'll have a cup of tea. You know, we'll have a chat. I mean, could just be 15 minutes, could be half an hour that could make a whole difference. I know that people did it for me when I was starting out and I'll never forget them. And I'm still in a relationship with those people. I'm still, you know, in, you know, they're still in my network and we still help each other to this day. Like the opportunities are out there, but, you know, stop taking and start giving a little bit and you'll see results. Love that. And, and then if um, anyone wants to contact me, it's tweetinggoddess.com. I'm tweeting goddess on most social media, all social media platforms, actually. I'm even on TikTok, but Twitter and LinkedIn is my special, they're my superpowers. So yeah, if you need to, if you want to get your business noticed and you want to work with me, just reach out. Fantastic. It has been a pleasure, Samantha. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thought Leadership Studio. So we're wrapping up episode 70 of Thought Leadership Studio's Social Media Magic with the tweeting goddess, Samantha Kelly. I'm your host, Chris McNeil, strategic thought leadership coach and consultant. And I hope you found this episode empowering as we discuss topics like the making of a social media maven, lessons in authenticity and connection, humanizing your brand, the power of authenticity and empathy in social media, seeing yourself in your audience, and the magic of social media transforming connections into real world impact. If you are listening on the app, make sure you click the link in the episode description, which will take you to the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com, where I've linked to various resources, including Samantha's links on LinkedIn, on X or Twitter, her website, tweetinggoddess.com, her book on Amazon, which I'm now reading, which is really great. The Tweeting Goddess's little book of Twitter magic on Amazon. And last but not least, her new online success academy. Make sure you check that out. Also going on the episode page, you can get the free marketer's guide to strategic thought leadership, a guide to helping you with the building blocks of your own thought leadership. Thanks again for listening to Thought Leadership Studio. I'm your host, Chris McNeil, strategic thought leadership coach and consultant, and look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thought Leadership Studio.